This is Raynor's podcast, The Creative Mindset. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Creative Mindset, a podcast about what the future holds at the intersection of creativity, technology, work, and life. I am Raynor Moto, the founding partner of IonCo, a global innovation firm based in New York and Tokyo. Today's episode is part two of my conversation with PJ Caldas, best selling author originally from Brazil, based in New York. This time, however, he is PJ Pereira, the other name he uses for his day job as an award winning advertising creative director. He founded his own creative advertising agency almost 15 years ago called Pereira Odell in San Francisco. His agency is known for its unconventional approach to advertising, and he's one of the leading figures in what's called the branded entertainment category. If you haven't listened to part one of my conversation with PJ, we talked about the impact of AI specifically on writing. Please check it out also. So, here's part two of this conversation. Let's get started. Okay, so switching away from you know, your,、um, your writer job, you know, from PJ Caldas to PJ Pereira,、um, and just jump, jump right into what you do as a, a marketing. Advertising creative director.、Um, I'll start with the negative. What's the bad news about AI in the context of branding, marketing, advertising? There are two bad news, I think. One is that if you're really committed to the way that things work today, you may not have a job very, very soon, in, in just a matter of years, right? I remember the, when I started in advertising, there were still computers had just come, finally、uh, took all the desks in, in the creative department. And, but there's still some people with that, like, ah, no, I'm, I'm still using my typewriter. There are three writers in the whole department that still use typewriters. Those guys didn't last much longer, they were brilliant. Didn't last much longer because the energy that they spent resisting was bigger than the, the energy they spent creating. So they got distracted by the struggle and they got kicked out. I think if you're overly committed to the way that things are today, you may end up spending so much energy resisting AI that you're going to stop creating, and then people are just Free to create with AI are going to kick your ass. So that's one of the bad news for some people that are too resisting. For most of them, some will survive out of brilliance, but most will will die, will die like professionally. I've seen it happen when the internet arrived in the agency world, and, and most people felt like, ah, that's not, that's not cool enough. You know, it's much cooler to do films. I know that it's going to happen again. I, I can feel, I can see it. It's going to happen again. It just has to have patience and resilience because it's not going to be overnight. So, always starts slow and always ends fast. So, if you stick with it and you have that faith on what I'm telling you, you're going to stick with it and you're going to be, it may, it may end up becoming my boss. So, just go for it. The other part of the bad news is that AI is still based on patterns. So, if we don't,、um, and, and, and marketers have a very deep, natural obsession for best practices, and that combination of best f- 
searching for best practices and tools that, that analyzes patterns and find best practices is a very dangerous thing because it can make that, that sad repetition because it's self it's a self-feeding process. You know, if too many people start to use these machines to create work that perform well and they get used and feed the system, that becomes the landscape and then perform well and then the machines learn from... It creates a cycle that you cannot get out of. And it, it may make marketing and the creative landscape even more repetitive than it is today. If you turn TV on... And and eventually find yourself watching live TV. Um, you you can it, it's weird. It's hard to escape the feeling that every commercial feels very similar. You know, there's some that that stand out, and I think that has always been the case because people still try to follow what they know, what they think is going to work, what they seen work in the past. But I think that that's going to be even harder to dismiss. So I think those are the two dangers that I see. So the flip side of the question, what's the good news? The good news, I would say that one is that creators will probably have um, a chance to spend more time on the things that they, if they embrace it, they're going to have more time to spend more, more time for the parts that they like. AI, it can ask AI to work as an assistant to do things that they don't like to do anymore. So humans can focus on, on the, the more enjoyable parts of the creative process and the things that they they have real talent for. That's one of the, the good news. The other part of the good news is that AI expands, radically expands your skill set. For example, if a, um, a stylist, a fashion stylist, who is really good at putting the, like, the, the best outfit for, the, for, for working for photographers, but he never took the time to understand light and camera angles and everything, but he knows what looks good, right? He has a taste. He can build a... A stylist can, with, with Midjourney, for example, today, can produce incredible photography by telling Midjourney what they want to portray. So... Being part of the uh, of the photography process and being really talented and knowing the end results, having a vision, you can operate the tool to fill the gaps that you uh, with the skills that you don't have and, and make it yours. A, an animator or an illustrator that let's say that I can I saw this other day. This guy did this, this amazing task. He took a video um, of himself in his own apartment doing things that, that looked similar to a scene on, on Indiana Jones. <laughs> then he used Midjourney to create Indiana Jones-like illustrations that with his photo used as a seed. And then he asked another AI to take his homemade apartment video, look like the illustrations that he did with Midjourney, and added the soundtrack of of Indiana, the, the, the real scene from Indiana Jones, and he replicated second by second on the video. So it looked like an animated version of Indiana Jones. And it was just one illustrator doing it. And it looked amazing. Right? So imagine how one illustrator with those tools in his hands can eventually do a picture film. 
You know, I, I'm, I had the ideas. I know how to write a script. I know how to draw the characters, but I don't know how to animate them. With the right tools, eventually he can compete with Pixar and do an animated film. A musician that has that doesn't know how to operate anything visual, but he knows what he wants, can make a video, uh, a music video for his music using the right. So I think the expansion of creative vision is a fascinating thing that may may bring us from the the industrialized we talk about the creative industry today right if you go back to the renaissance and we say imagine if we had said in the beginning of the creative the 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 industrial revolution we told an artist that hey created the creative world the creative world is going to become an industry we're going to break the tasks into tiny little little slices specialties just like we do with cars just like henry ford is doing with cars we're going to do that with arts as well. Imagine how awesome that this is. So th that artist back then would look at that. That's horrible. I don't want that. I want to control the entire process like, like Michelangelo used to do. That's the, the Nibana, That's the beauty of the artistic process. But somehow our generation got into artistic and, and creative fields today. We learned that the, the, the creative process is fragmented. So we, we are okay with it. But imagine if I could tell you, Ray Namoto, you are a man of taste. You, I have, I don't trust anyone more than I trust you to, to understand what beauty is, right? But you cannot do a pixel level animation. But if you have the tools to create a pixel level animation, I guarantee they can do something prettier than Pixar can do because you have that level of taste that they, they don't. They're brilliant there, but they don't have your star effect, you know? Right, right. That is fascinating. That is amazing news. The amplification of our particular specialized talent that we can still be there, we can still do that, but now we can use all the 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 the, the fill the gaps with AI. If you're if you're asking another person to fill the gap for you, something that you're not that great at, and you're asking a computer to do, but you should have your vision. For as long as your vision is there, I think it's still it's still wonderful, it's still artistic, it's still powerful, it's still creative and brilliant. I think that we are just resetting that parts of these this outsourcing is not going to be to human beings, it's going to be to machines. But it's but it's as long as your vision is there, as long as you're not just lazily writing a prompt and being happy with whatever the the the, the AI is giving you, that's okay. And I think that that, will, that future excites me. The future of deindustrializing creativity, I think, is a beautiful one. You run your own agency, right? Your creative agency. You have clients like Mini and many other big brands, and they come to you and your agency for creative solutions for a business challenge to build awareness to make them more successful. Yeah. What are the aspects of your agency that you think will be relevant in three, five years? And what are the aspects of your agency that you think can be or should be replaced by either AI or um, yeah, automated tools. 
I like to to it's, it's a really good question. One of those things that keep me wake keep me awake at night. Maybe it's not going to even be done by the agencies anymore, and clients are going to to do some of that themselves. And maybe that's going to be a possibility. But breaking out of the patterns is still something that um, I think is going to it's going to be more essentially the 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 work and the task that we are going to be we are going to be given. I think that the the essence of a creative agency is being the ones who are going to who who can actually break the the patterns and take clients out of the mindset of following best practices to creating the next best practice. Right? This is our job. We're going to be able to focus more of our energy on that. Yeah. Do you think uh, production companies should be worried? If they are the kind of companies that add creative twists to things, that add uh, perspective and vision and, and taste, they are actually going to be more sought after because society is going to be very get very tired of those patterns very, very quickly, just like we're getting tired of mid-journey uh, initial patterns. Inspiration happens happens in inside of the human being. The input and the, the the poking for the inspiration can be can come from a from a coffee cup, or can come from a computer, or can come for, come from something that that your son told you, or a TV or a book that you read. Those are all sources of inspiration. But the inspiration, the moment, that magical moment that happens happens inside of you. That's why. I may read a book and like it, and you may read a book and have an idea. It's the same book, but the inspiration is very personal. That spark and what is going to spark is individual. People that are called creative people, they happen, they see that more often than others. Right, 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 right. Yeah. If you were to give advice to a 25-year-old trying to get into I would just say a creative industry, right? It doesn't have to be out of that. It doesn't have to be, it could be filmmaking. It could be other type. It could be fashion and whatnot, right? But something to do with creativity. What advice would you give to a 20, 25 year old individual trying to break it in? Can, can I make you 16 instead of 25? Let's say my son, let's say my son. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I was talking to, to my wife a couple months ago and I was I was telling her how the the single thing that that defined my career was actually the moment I can tell it I can pinpoint in my time I was seven eight year old eight eight years old and my uncle who was a computer programmer he said that I he wanted to teach me how to program because he thought that I was going to to enjoy it and he did and I actually loved it and I realized how programming was actually a very creative task, just like drawing or writing. There were other things that I like to do. So years later, the internet exploded and everything. And that's when I got into the business and how I got into the business. And at that point, understanding how computers think and operate was fundamental for me to have a... a a differentiation and and be faster to adapt to those changes that everyone is going through than my peers. So people that were more experienced than, than me evolved slower 
than I did because I, I knew computers. I didn't program anymore, but I knew computers. I knew that code works kind of like this, and this is how you can force code to, to operate in a way that it wasn't architected to do and everything. And that gave me a leg up. Right. The same way that, that other people who created then the Razorfish of, of the world, the, the RGAs of the world, the AKQAs of the world, they're all coming from people who had a technology, uh, an understanding of technology. And if I like, you know what, I think this is going to be big. So the next, I believe that the next barons of the creative industry, and here I am, I talk about industry again, but the, the next barons of industry are going to be, of creative industry, are going to be people who understand this new kind of computing that collaborates with you instead of just following orders, right? So, and I'm saying this because my son wants to be a filmmaker. He wants to go to film school, he's obsessed with film, and, and I was telling, um, my wife, that if there was one gift that I wanted to give him was teaching him how to collaborate with a computer that learns. So I, I showed him mid journey. I started to play with it. He started to do with it. And of course, like everyone else, he started to do pretty interesting things, but that looked like mid journey. And along the way, I've been kind of pushing, slowly pushing him to get something that is more like him or like someone else and just getting more of a sense of style out of it. So he started to do it and started to get really excited about taking a tool that learns and, and teaching it to create something that is his, that no, that no one has ever seen. This is the best gift that I, I think right now I can give to my son. Lightning questions. With this episode, we started a new section called Lightning Questions. During the interview, we dig deep into different topics surrounding creativity. On the contrary, with this section, we ask the same questions to the guests to react on the spot and we don't let them see the questions in advance. So if you're not, if you weren't doing what you do today, either a writer or an advertising creative director, what else would you be doing as your profession? I'll teach you martial arts. Number two, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? At a beach, anywhere. Number three, where is the next place that you'd like to travel to? I, I actually not wanting to travel much. I'm, I actually want to travel less. I, I think I've traveled so much in my life that travel became work. So I don't, I, don't, I don't like to travel. I don't want to travel anymore. Number four, what's your favorite food? My favorite food is becoming more and more often the sim simple simple food and neighborhood food. Number five, what's your favorite song or favorite type of music? Brazilian, Brazilian music. Music is the one thing that I used to connect to my roots. So I have multiple playlists used to still, still remain Brazilian. Question number six, what was your key turning point in your life? I think that the, the day that I, I learned to program. Question number seven, what is your superpower? My superpower is not caring if something is going to work before I try. Last question, what is creativity? I'll say it's the opposite of logic. 
This was part two of my conversation with PJ Pereira, an award-winning advertising creative director and the founder slash creative chairman of Pereira Odell. When new technologies and new tools become available, it's important to at least try playing with them and see what that enables you to do. As Peter was saying, it's not AI that will replace you, it's humans using AI that will replace you. Not every tool might be as profound as AI, but it's pretty obvious these days that AI is going to change the way we live and the way we interact. Therefore, even if you don't think that you, your job is going to be taken by AI, it's worth the time to spend at least playing with it and see what the possibilities are. It's not AI that will replace you, it's humans using AI that will replace you. I thought that was a simple and profound statement that I would like to take to, to my heart and also for the audience, if you can uh, give it a thought and think about your own future. I'm Ray Namoto, and this is The Creative Mindset. See you next time.